0: You're listening to The Musician's Mind with Jessica Alice. Hi, welcome back to the second series of The Musician's Mind podcast. The first episode we have DJ and producer Molly Mouse. Molly talked about how important it is to have less screen time, more breaks and plenty of water. The act of scrolling and like looking at mindless stuff
1: you go to sleep it's just not a good
0: everybody get your notepads out I really hope you enjoy this episode so thank you so much for joining me
1: thank you for having me so I'm Molly Mouse and um, I'm predominantly a DJ yeah and the style of music um, that I play I call positive house and disco so I play a lot of like disco and old school inspired tunes and then house music so soulful vocal stuff. Um, and they're more like uplifting, like higher energy tunes as well. But I think that's the that's the type of music that I've just got sitting there over the past year and that needs to be played to um, people that can dance. Yeah. Um, but that's the like type of vibes I play. Um, and then, like we were saying, like you said before the podcast started, I, I'm also focusing a lot on production as well. And I'm hoping that um, I'll be in a good place next year to start releasing.
0: What's the sort of vibe you're going with that? So more,
1: I'd say more of like the higher energy uplifting house at the moment is what I'm making and what seems to be coming naturally, Um, which is great because it still fits with my sound. And I think I'd love to be able to make potentially disco in the future. But at the moment, I'm just trying to like spend lots of hours on it to see what happens and how that like can complement my DJ and yeah and then I've got a radio show on Soho Radio on Fridays um and that's with that's called the Super Fox show so Super Fox are a brand that um all about empowering women so that's in loads of different areas but I'm sort of focused on the music side yeah. and we also have male guests as well um, but I think, I don't know if this stat is still a stat, but it used to be that the music industry was 90% men. So they're sort of trying to just put more of a focus on yeah. women. So um, yeah. that's like quite a lot of interviews, but a lot of music as well. And then we also have a big sound system, my family. So I've always been around um, dance music. That yeah. was more like drum and bass focus, to be honest. Um, and then we're looking to sort of move away a bit from more of like the squat raves and now more into legal parties and um looking at some nice events over the summer that are a bit more with the vibe that I'm
0: yeah like some of the brands
1: I'm playing for and stuff like that um, yeah and cool. Ibiza so I went there when I was 16 for the first time and I remember um that's I so young, by the way yeah I think Ibiza Rocks was the first place I went it was on Sissy results day no way and I saw Florence and the Machine, um, and there was a DJ there. There was two DJs: with Nicola Bear, and I'm not sure what's happened to her actually, and Dorley, who's still mm-hmm. a really big DJ um, out in Ibiza. And that's I was like, that's well, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And so, from I think, then it took me like a really long time to become established in Ibiza, but the past. Um, couple of years I've been playing for Ibiza Rocks and Ocean Beach and then at more like bars and villa parties as well yeah Um, so I live in the UK but then whenever I get an opportunity to go and just I suppose I mean you just have to work it out with restrictions now Um, but just whenever I can get to Ibiza I go to Ibiza because I love Ibiza (laughs) Nice. So when I remember coming into the kitchen, so there was like loads of my friends were around and he's called Jacob and we went into the kitchen and we said, Mum, we've got something to tell you. And she looked at my dad like fuck. And she, she thought I was going to say I was pregnant. No, and we were like, We're going to Ibiza. <laughs> and she was like, What? You're 16. Who is this new boy best friend you've got? But like it's I think people people if you haven't been to Ibiza, I think you sort of see yeah. it as like being a bit yeah. like Malia or Magaluf, but it's yeah. so not like that is it so we went on a family holiday and we sort of that was when I was introduced to more of like the Ibiza dance scene just yeah. from like a really young age
0: wow oh, that's so cool
1: so last year I actually got at the start of the year I got given a residency for Ibiza rocks to support lovely Laura the saxophonist mm-hmm. which was like the biggest thing I probably had achieved
0: yeah
1: um and unfortunately that fell through because of COVID. But that would have been going out sort of 10 times.
0: Yeah. I've heard of the Superfox.
1: Yeah, they're great. Yeah, I've DJed for them at IB4Ox, um at Parklife. And then they have really cool gigs in London. Like they'll put when there's DJs in Selfridges, like um the department yeah. store, that will be them there's yeah because I think it's great like a lot of venues want female DJs now yeah and so it's it's great uh collective to be part of
0: yeah definitely I think that everyone's realizing how male dominated the whole industry was and are trying to bring people in I think as well like when you look at lineups and I think
1: I I'm not someone that I think if if the DJs are the best DJs on the lineup I get it. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: But I think what frustrates me is if I see a lineup and I know five women that are as good or are better and it's just it's just lazy. I think most I I don't know what the number is but I imagine most promoters are men. Most promoters I know are men and you just have to you just have to look a bit harder.
0: Yeah. Um
1: and I think that should be happening to find the talent.
0: Really, it is funny because I remember, and it's I, it wasn't like a big promoter or anything. It was like a, it was like more like a wedding agency that I got put yeah. on, and they then promoted. They was like, "Oh, our first female DJ," and it was a bit like, "Oh, Isn't like it? it wasn't necessary." No, it should have, because I, th- I think there was
1: um, there was a bit of a movement, like I don't know, a couple of years ago, a year ago, where there was quite a big. F- focus on like all female lineups yeah and although I think stuff like that is amazing I think even that you've got to be careful of that because it
0: shouldn't even really be about that yeah yeah it should just be your books and your talent yeah exactly yeah no I completely get that I -hmm. don't know but I feel like they're doing that to try and help yes exactly definitely me and Amy have spoke about this a lot actually she's had a lot of a lot of issues actually with people thinking that she's incompetent of DJing because she's a female.
1: I've seen a lot on Instagram. Um, one of my friends, Millie, she was DJing and I think she gets this she DJs a lot. Um so she plays more for like quite a lot for venues maybe rather than parties. So yeah. she might do like an all night set, an amazing venue in London. And I think quite a lot she'll have um men coming up and saying, Oh, can I can I play a song? I'm a DJ. Like no like (laughs) it's my job yeah and she said the other day to someone oh um where where do you play it and he said oh no I just DJ in my bedroom and it's just strange behavior isn't it because you wouldn't go up to somebody doing working in a shop and say oh hello can I just sell that please because I've done that (laughs) in my bedroom before really strange
0: (laughs) yeah it is when you put it like that it's actually really weird (laughs) yeah but then there are
1: promoters like um Kai who runs Hotbed and Abode I've never he's amazing he's been such an amazing person in my like music journey and I've never felt any like we need a female on the lineup vibe from him at all
0: yeah
1: there's a guy called Colby who's running Box of Toys which is a new party started up a year ago and he he's he's just conscious of it he's like but in a good way he's not like let's do an all-female party he's like right let's listen to different mixes to make sure we've got like more of a diverse representation and that's what I think it should be about
0: Yeah, yeah definitely so what have your highlights been in your career oh highlights
1: playing at ocean beach to a full dance floor and my dad was um so the so like the booths here, the dance floors in front of you, and he was behind watching me DJ on the dance floor. And that was really amazing. Um, and the first, I think, because Ocean Beach is a bit posy at the start of the day, isn't it? And I was playing like four till six. And yeah. that's really the set when you've got to get everyone. Um, and four till sort of quarter to five, I was like, oh, why is everyone taking photos on the dance floor and not dancing? And then I sort of got them. And having that feeling when the sun's like, you're overlooking San Antonio Bay. It's just, that was, that's amazing. Um, I got to play in Uganda last February. So I went to volunteer with the Abode Project. um,
0: What is the Abode Project?
1: So that's, um, so they, they created a school in Kabali which is a village in Uganda and they do a lot of work with the communities there um helping them to have a better life basically and we went there on a volunteer trip for 10 days and the last three days we had a festival um with Ugandan like African DJs and then some of the volunteers were DJs um and I DJed overlooking the the big I think it's either the biggest lake or the deepest lake in Africa and it was like so Wak- Wakanda, where Black Panther is, yeah. is filmed yeah. here. Okay. So it's like jungle and a huge lake, and it's like something that you, when you look, you're like, "Is that actually real?" And I do judge at the top of there to a mixture between African people and people that come from the UK. And wow, oh, it's just amazing.
0: That does sound surreal.
1: And then another, a, a third highlight actually. So. My family, we've got camper van and we're part of a camper van club, BW. And there's a festival called Bug Jam. And um, this was before COVID a couple of years ago. And I got to play in like, it's like big rave circus tents. So like old school DJs play. And I managed, I think I played something like nine to 11. I don't know. 10 10 to 12 was really good set. um, Sort of before the headline DJ. And there was 4,000 people in a big circus tent. Yeah. and that was sick because like that's yeah. not really the type of gig that i yeah. would be booked for um but because of the camper van community they were like "Molly you oh, wow. dj that's
0: amazing. <laughs> oh cool
1: so that was really cool
0: so what type of gigs do you do um
1: so hotbed um i, I play for hotbed that's my favorite party i would say um i've Been a resident for Box of Toys, so their first party was last summer. And I'm planning for all of those parties. And last year we did a couple of garden parties. We've got another garden party next Saturday, but the one that we did in a venue was obviously had to be a sit-down one. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, so it's yeah, it's not and also that that is a new brand. So I think the ambition is to definitely have big venues and big sound systems, but actually so they're like starting out and building their brand
0: yeah oh it sounds amazing so what do you feel like has been the most challenging thing to, in the music industry or what do you feel like the most challenging thing that you've come across in your music career I think
1: it takes a, a lot of time
0: yeah and these
1: things don't happen overnight yeah. it takes for most people it takes years and it's, it's a lot of time and a lot of hard work and I think sometimes you'll see somebody on a lineup and you might think why are they on there then what you've got to remember is they've probably been working in the background for years and they haven't come from nowhere but actually if they have come from nowhere it might because they're friends with the promoter and I do think definitely in the music industry the strongest asset you have is your network and it doesn't matter if you've got the gig because you know the promoter. It doesn't matter how, you, or it doesn't matter if you've got the gig because you've been working for 10 years. Yeah. But you have to focus on your journey and not, it's hard, it is hard when you've been trying so hard and then just somebody pops up and they take your slot. But you've just got to keep on keep on working yeah. if it's what you want to do. Yeah. So, yeah, I think you've got, to, if you want to do it, you've got to put a load of time and, and work at it and not give up. Yeah. So that's hard. And then I think last year was really difficult actually, because when I got that residency, like I said, that was the biggest that's probably my biggest achievement in music and then in the summer and i I was really consistent with like live streams and mixes and collaborating with brands and then in the summer i was I just got to a point and I was like, I feel like all of this work, I can't do the residency, and I felt like I was I've done all this work and now i'm I'm stopped yeah, and what do I do yeah and then what I had to tell myself, and what you have to realize, is that that's happened to it happened to everyone. Everyone was in the same position, yeah. and I think at that point last summer, and I think the past year and a half, people have had to think: Do I want to do it, or do I not want to do it enough? And I want to do it enough, so I've stuck at it. It's my it's my best summer for bookings, and you just had to get through that yeah. because everyone was in the same boat. Yeah. No, it
0: was it was difficult for for everyone, (laughs) financially, um, with the music industry. That was awful. And, yeah, and and it did make you sit back and rethink a little bit about what you're doing because that was one industry that got hit really, really hard. Mm -hmm. And like I was saying before as well, when you then see,
1: if you then see someone come into a lineup that you've been trying to play for for literally years... And you start thinking, am I good enough?
0: Yeah.
1: And there's so many of those feelings, I think, with with this industry, but you have to just get them out of your head yeah. and be like, no, I am good enough. I still got my residency. I didn't get taken away from it. COVID yeah. took it away. Yeah. And then yeah. you, just have to get, you just have to get back to work again. That's yeah. what you can do.
0: Yeah. It is hard. Everyone I speak to has said how much they are their own worst enemy and their own biggest critic, and they're quite hard on themselves.
1: Like I suppose when you're in a band or in a football team or a, a duo or anything, you have other people to hold accountable. Yeah. But if you're trying to be an artist on your own, you you've got to just do it yourself. Yeah,
0: it's a very lively uh, business, isn't it?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. And you think I've I've done um a, a mix sort of just so it's for a brand I won't say who it's for because it might not happen hopefully it will happen (laughs) and it's I've been working on it all this year and I've sent it to them so it's hours and hours and hours of work and they might not they might not even reply to my email but I that's something that I was like right this is a really good idea I want to do this for myself I'm passionate about this music record label so I need to do all this work yeah nobody's being like come on, Molly put your work in it's literally yourself so yeah
0: do you really have to enjoy what you're doing (laughs) and yeah I do enjoy it I love it I love it so much yeah it's
1: good (laughs) some but sometimes there's this thing. I don't know if you find this with your singing as well like maybe with songwriting where when you go to produce sometimes I'm like oh and then you get into it and you're like I love it it's fine
0: when you get into it you you don't want to stop but it is that initial starting I don't know what it is because yeah. and you
1: just gotta remember that. It's the same with me with doing a workout. Yeah,
0: with like the
1: this. one of my mottos is you never regret a workout. Yeah. And I truly believe yeah. that. And I've been like, I don't know, the past couple of months, I suppose. I've got um I've just got a trainer now, actually. Um, he's amazing. He's called Henry on Instagram, he's Ready Fitness. Yeah. And um that's been really helping me, but like At the end of the workday, sometimes I'm like, I can't be asked. And then as soon as you do your workout, every single time you get all the happy feelings. Then you're like, right, I'm going to go home, do a mix, I'm going to go do producing, I'm going to look for tunes. You get all your motivation, but you just got to do it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? (laughs) Actually, I did hear a tip once and it said to write down at the end of things. So if it's a workout or it's a run or whatever you're doing, write at the end of it what you enjoyed about it. how it made you feel? Because then, good when idea. you wake up and you think oh, you don't want to do it, and you think you look at that and you're like, "Oh yeah, that's how it makes me feel." Yeah, that's such a good idea. And the other good way of doing it is to make a time. Like I said, with a trainer, you've got to do it. You know? Yeah.
1: You see, like I, I'm much better now. I think it's because I have got a trainer. But before, if because I, I never will bail. I'm, like I'll never let down a friend. Yeah. So if I'm going for a run with a friend, I'll go. Yeah. But if I was like, when I was commuting to London, if I was going for a run on my own, I could be like, mm, no, I can snooze. Oh, yeah, 100%. That's the same with <laughs> music, though, isn't it? Like, yeah. you, like if you've not got that other person, then it's really got to come completely yeah. from yourself.
0: Yeah. And some days it's, hard, it's harder than others. Some days you get up and you feel motivated to do everything. Some days you just, yeah. you just don't have that in you. No. Like, I've been doing a degree. And when it finished, I had a list of things that I was going to do. And once it stopped, I was like all over the place. I I don't know what I'm doing. It took me a couple of weeks to figure out how to start doing music again, even though I've got a long list of songs to do. Because I was all thrown because I'd been so intensely doing this degree and then it finished and I was so excited for it to finish. (laughs) And then it finished and then I was like, oh my God, now what do I do? I think when you've
1: got too much time, it's the worst. Whereas if I'm like, so on Friday, for example, I've got like, I know I need, I'm going to see my nan and granddad on Friday. So I want to see my nan and granddad, but I know I want to do four hours of production and I want to, do, so like when you've got stuff in your day,
0: yeah, I
1: think, so say when you had your degree or if you've got work, you're like, right, well, I've got two hour period. Once I've got out of work mode to do stuff. Yeah. If you've just finished and you've got all the time in the world, it's like, well, I can't really do anything.
0: Yeah. It's <laughs> I so, can't do anything on my to-do list. Yeah. It's really weird, isn't it? You know, when you procrastinate and when you know you've got things to do, but you're not doing it. And it makes you even more worried. My partner kept going, "Just chill out for a little bit, because you've stopped that." And I was like, "I I don't know how to chill out. I don't don't even know how to chill." I think even having like a couple of like
1: in this sort of new culture, you can't really do this every day. Like you can't never have your phone on you. But even having a a day here and there where you like put your phone in another room and you do do the productive days, are super productive. Then on the days where you just want to watch telly, you it's fine.
0: Yeah, I always think I want to delete social media for like a, a week or, you know, come off mm. it for a little while. And then I think, oh no, but I haven't done anything for, for so I need to do something. And yeah. I think if I just, the same with procrastinating in anything I do, with everything I do, if I just come off for a week and then come back with a different mindset, the week later week. yeah that would have been done but instead I still haven't posted for a week but sat there thinking about it looking at other things thinking I'm looking I at it? Yeah. <laughs> I should have just come off it for that week that I didn't post anything anyway yeah it's weird isn't it yeah
1: because I would I have got into a really good habit and it's again since doing this um being with this trainer that I will still I've got blue light glasses now they stop the light there's blue light in screens that keep you awake and that stimulate yeah. your brain. So I've got blue light glasses that I wear in the evening, so that um, when I'm watching telly, it stops the blue light going. I don't know how this works. It stops the blue light going into your to keep your mind awake, so you get a better sleep. But so something that I do is if I do want to watch, I'm a bit obsessed with Line of Duty at the moment. So if I do want to watch that, um, I can watch that before bed with my blue light glasses on. But what I will do is I do not go on Instagram before bed. I don't do any scrolling. Yeah. So because I think that even if you're stopping like the blue light going it, even just the act of scrolling and like looking at mindless stuff mm-hmm. before you go to sleep is just not a good activity yeah. for any of us.
0: The amount we take in without realising from social media. And sometimes when we're looking, we're looking for something. We don't know what we're looking for, but we're looking for something. Inspiration or it's kind of like, you, you know, you shouldn't be doing it all the time. It's actually really not good for you. But you get a buzz from it. Yeah, it's it's a really strange thing. But I don't think we think like that. And I don't actually ever think that that when I'm sitting there on it. It isn't a natural thing. It's actually so unnatural if you think of how primitive our bodies are in comparison to like technology and how the world is. We should (laughs) be climbing trees. (laughs) Exactly. I reckon scrolling has been a thing for five years.
1: Yeah. I think that's it. I don't think it was a thing before that. So why why are we programmed to go check WhatsApp, check Instagram, check Facebook, check Messenger, check texts, mm-hmm. check my notifications, even though, sorry, my reminders, even though my reminders are there to remind me at a certain time, check my calendar in case I've forgotten something I'm doing today. It's like, what, that's, why are we doing it? And I really hope that it stops. Because it's such a waste of our time.
0: I think that I don't know how how it would go back. (laughs) I think it's just a case of having...
1: So I was doing something. um, I've got two things I do. I leave. I have a day. So I have no notifications on my phone at all other than calls and texts. Yeah. Because I think if someone really needs me... So that's one good thing I do. So there's no... So no WhatsApp, no. So I just have calls and texts. So if someone really needs me, they can get me.
0: Yeah.
1: And then I am really mindful of my screen time. And then I used to do it once a week. I don't do it anymore, but I should. I would not open my phone unless someone rung me or text me all day. So you end up with maybe max half an hour screen time on your phone because yeah. you might have to reply to a text or you might be on the phone and the lights on. Or say you're like, I don't know, you put Spotify on, that's okay. Yeah. But you just don't open your phone to go on your apps. yeah. And doing that once a week, you it's mad how much you get done. And in the night you're like, oh my God, look at my list of things I did today. And you feel so good. Imagine people that if you did that more than once a week.
0: Yeah, I don't have notifications. Uh, on Instagram but then I'm all constantly checking it to see who's messaged me on there to see where where <laughs> your notifications have gone yeah <laughs> yeah crazy oh. but yeah that is just being mindful uh, like personally being mindful about things and yeah if people could give themselves more of a even give yourself a time slot to do that that's a good idea
1: on Saturday I think it was because I don't see my boyfriend too often because he's um he's in the military mm-hmm. and so when he's back I'm I want to spend all my time with him. Yeah. And on Saturday I was like I've been on my phone so much because I, I had my gig on Friday and I was like posting yeah. and, but then I was like right we'll go we're going to walk down the village we're going to have a walk going to make some food and I just left my phone. Yeah. I didn't even take it out of the house cause, and Ooh. how rarely do any of us do that now? Yeah, you do. It's so rare but you have to do it because otherwise the time just goes yeah. and you and you haven't really spent the time with your person. You've been checking your messages when you're supposed to be on a walk like you don't it's, it's yeah you've got to put them things in place I think
0: and you know it will make you feel happier as a person as well because like all of the things that I look at and listen to and read about now is all about being in the moment being present yeah and looking at your phone is not that yeah. So after this, though, we actually have to do this. We've got to put these things in place.
1: Like, I feel empowered to do this now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
0: we'll do it. <laughs> and we'll text each other and see if we've done it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and if you don't answer, that's a good. thing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the musician's mind with Jessica Alves. So, what keeps you driven and what motivates you, inspires you to do everything you're doing? Um.
1: I think I am just naturally I'm just a really motivated person. Yeah. I think I've, I've well, I don't know how long I've been a grown up for like I'm 27. I think since about 18 I there's been lots of things that have happened um with friends and family and it's really made me realize that we just you just don't know what's going to happen. Life is very short. Um and I'm just so much like I don't want to waste time. I think it's been nine years since I left secondary school and it feels like it could have been five.
0: Yeah, I
1: just think your life goes so quickly. Um, One of the people, there's this guy called David Goggins. He's the toughest man in the world. And um, I did his challenge in April, which was to run 48 miles in 48 hours. And ah. I was listening to his podcast. And one of the things he says is, when you, I won't get this word like exactly right, but it's something like, imagine if when you die and you go to the place and there's a there's a a poster yeah. and it says Molly Mouse and it says, um, played for Glitterbox at High, um, made it to number one on the house music chart on Beatport,
0: yeah.
1: uh, took sound system to Glastonbury. And I looked at it and it was like, 10 out looks 10 out of 10 in the bikini. Like there's all these things, right? Yeah. And I'm looking at the list and I haven't done them.
0: Right.
1: And imagine if you you get to that point and you see that list and that was your potential and you didn't do it. And I just could I couldn't bear that. So I think I just always feel like I just want to put everything in so that I can get so I can get as close to my absolute 100% what I could be as I can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a really interesting concept, isn't it? Yeah. I was just
0: trying so to get my head around it, like thinking about that. If, think.
1: on your, if on your sign it said that you got a number one record in the house music chart, your vocal was on it, and yeah. then you were like, but I haven't done that. That's what I was supposed to do with my life.
0: Right. Yeah. I see. Imagine yeah. if. Do you see what I mean? So I think, yeah, a
1: combination of thinking like life's too short and just that it just don't waste time. Like there's we we can do anything we want to do, but you've got to put a load of work into doing it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Does that theory Um, make sense? Yeah, it does. (laughs) It does, yeah.
1: I imagine if, for example, on your plaque it said run run three marathons and then you thought back on your life and you're like shit I couldn't be asked to run that day
0: and maybe <laughs> yeah. I could have made it to a marathon it's just things like that like reaching your potential in the last like few years I don't used use like mental health as an excuse mm. at all but I struggled with a lot of different things like um basically like self-esteem and self-belief if you don't have that and you don't have that confidence You just go around in circles because nothing's ever good enough. And that's what happened with me. So and it's not like until I'm getting to a point where I think, oh, God, Like I feel like I am going up in years. I know I'm not old. I know I'm not past it. But the older you get, the more you're thinking, God, I can't really waste so much time. I didn't need to try and be the best. I needed to try and be the best me. So me comparing myself to everyone else was really not what I should have been doing. It wasn't healthy. I needed to just do my the best for me. I know what you mean, because
1: trying to shake off a mental health thing, no, because when I, I had my heart broken five years ago and I'd never had anxiety ever, ever before, yeah. ever. And it hit me. Yes. Yeah. It was literally the worst thing ever. For like almost a year, it was, I've, I reckon at one point I probably had a, a, t- a nine out of 10. 10 anxious headspace
0: yeah
1: and I it and I remember and I think about this now I do think thank goodness I could shake it and it my mum really helped me with it and she was like you've got to allow yourself to to not feel like that anymore yeah because if you hold on to those feelings or whatever they are what's going in your mind if you hold on to them for too long it can take up so many months years of your life and it's it's so horrible isn't it looking back and thinking I'm I'm fine now why couldn't I be fine then but sometimes you can't but
0: yeah and and it's not anyone's fault and if you're if anyone's going through this now it's so hard when you're in it
1: it's so hard when you're in it when I feel anxious basically the way I feel is that this is how I feel forever yeah I'm like okay this is my this is my new state of mind this is how I now feel forever yeah and it's not it will go yeah. away Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: and it's like I, I still get it now like it's so 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 much less now I think I'm from a nine out of ten I think I'm a one out of ten oh, but when it happens me. I'm like okay well uh, this is me now and it's not yeah and that's what you have to remember and you have to ride it out
0: yeah
1: try and get yourself out of it sometimes you can't try and you just have to be with it but it does go away
0: yeah and sometimes you need help you know like sometimes you need someone else to get help you get out of it but whatever it whatever that takes but yeah the more you can sort of start to try and focus and start to realize that you're enough with whatever you're doing like like you have so much to give but sometimes we feel like we don't has there been any times that you felt like you wanted to quit music or is that as music helped you through it yeah I was thinking about this I
1: think no like I've never I think there's times when I felt like down about it mm-hmm. like this period last summer and I remember I actually I put it on my I don't normally put things on my story like I feel sorry for myself like, yeah. I'm not really that type of person
0: yeah
1: nothing wrong with it but I'm just not yeah but I did I was like I'd done a set and I was just really sad and I was crying and I was like feeling sorry for myself my pajamas like I'm so sad like I feel like I've put all this work in for so long and it was going so well and I honestly got so many messages like Molly you're smashing it you're doing so well and and also what kept coming through was everyone is in the same boat yeah Yeah.
0: um
1: so I think that was probably the time I sort of felt the most down about it but I never felt like I wanted to stop I just felt like Covid is COVID, why has COVID messed this up for yeah, me? I yeah. didn't feel but I do think in general, so I've been I have grown up with music and I've been I started DJing like I was DJing for my friends' birthday parties like at their 16th and stuff so yeah. there's been my music journey has been really varied. Um but I think it's like Raven's my number one activity of all time. So I think for me I just love it and it's not really Something that I would ever want to give up because it makes me so happy. Yeah. And I think the hard work is worth it. Yeah. Because I love doing the work. So even though it's work and like at the end of the day, I might not make it to the top of lineups and have number ones. But actually, if I'm loving all this time I'm putting in and th- what I'm creating, then yeah. yeah.
0: That's the main thing. This is it. Like it's good to have goals. Mm. but it's even better to enjoy the process yeah and I didn't realize that until well it's not that I didn't realize it but I was so focused on getting somewhere that I start I stopped enjoying the process completely and I kind of and then you kind of lose your purpose to why you even want the goal in the end anyway
1: yeah like for for example that mix I was speaking about earlier that I've honestly been working on that project all year yeah and I sent it to the record label yesterday so um when I was going through like all the tracks and and it's it's hours and hours and hours of work but I was but I'm loving this yeah I'm listening to loads of house tunes I'm in the studio I'm mixing I'm like I'm putting it all together I'm mixing it I'm doing the levels I'm putting the set list together like I like doing that so if nothing comes of it I've done a really cool project which is lots better than watching telly or going on your phone
0: yeah exactly when you think about it like that yeah
1: it's it's a lot of work and if you get something out of it amazing and if you don't then you've done something that's interested you and that's made you learn more and that's made you listen to more music or like it's all good things to be doing I think
0: yeah and sometimes you do things just because this is what you do in life like if you are feeling what's the point and there isn't any motivation and you and you feel very fed up just do it because that's going to keep you occupied for a couple of hours and then the more you start doing things the more it actually makes you feel like no actually I enjoyed that at the end it's like I felt better for doing that
1: so, yeah no you're right because I think we don't we don't always have to be doing things like I just said I, like you shouldn't watch telly for hours and hours and hours but equally if you want to watch telly because you like line of duty then that's fine yeah I think something that I've been doing since COVID a lot more is walking I just walk loads and sometimes I walk I put my phone in my pocket so I can't go on it I just go on a walk for like an hour in the evening and there's no reason but I get back and I was like that was nice I'm a bit calmer now I that was nice (laughs) because our life shouldn't be about work yeah it should be just about like you said just oh I went for a walk it was really nice there doesn't have to be anything more to it than that I don't think sometimes
0: yeah sometimes we really overthink yeah (laughs) there doesn't even need to be a reason why you want to do something why you don't want to do something or you know you just kind of do it because you enjoy it do you have any sort of uh, daily rituals or a daily routine of what you need to do to make yourself feel good for that day like exercise
1: I always have a shower first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. I try as many days as I can to not open my phone for as long as possible. Yeah. I think there's a massive culture of waking up, reaching for your phone, opening your phone and going to social media. Yeah. I try not to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I work out five days a week. So that um, definitely helps me, yeah. gives me loads of positive um, chemicals. Um, I have essential oils burning in my room all day.
0: Yeah,
1: Yeah. So nice. like, um, in the evening, more lavendery ones. And then in the daytime, more like basil and geranium. Mm-hmm. Um, so, cause I don't really like the synthetic smells, but that's like proper oil extracted from plants, I suppose. Yeah. Um, right. so I have my window a little bit open and I just have essential oils burning. Nice. And then before bed, like we were discussing earlier, I try to have my blue light glasses on and I don't do the scrolling before bed thing. And it's been making me sleep so well. Yeah. Um, I sleep a lot. I think that's a good ritual.
0: That's a really good ritual. Sleep, exercise and eating. Water. Yeah, water. (laughs) They're, They're so important, but they're forgotten.
1: But that's another thing, I suppose, with this trainer as well, the past couple of months, where I think I've always been... Healthy-ish, but having the food and the workouts that I have to do, well, that's every that that's every day. Yeah. Like I've got all my meal. I can have like a bit of off-plan stuff, but a lot of what I'm eating now and a lot of my workouts are set. So I love that actually because I know, I know that I'm that's conscious decisions, isn't it? You're consciously thinking what you're going to eat and what well, how you're going to work out and how that's affecting you. So I think that's really a positive thing to do.
0: Yeah. But it is is it it is important to feel your body at the right things because then you do feel so much better.
1: Oh, you 100% do. Water's such a big one, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Just I drink so much water.
0: And if you don't, if you haven't drunk anything that day for a little bit, you can tell, can't you? You don't, mm. you know, your body knows that you're thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm stating a really obvious point here. It's not really... Some
1: people don't drink water. My friend... Um, one of my friends I met in Africa last year on that volunteer trip, he won't mind me saying this, Ethan, he did not drink water at all before. And um, it's that like, changed his life. It's changed how he feels. It's really helped his skin. Like it helps your skin, doesn't it? Drinking yeah. lots of water. Just flushes out any ba- badness in your body. And that can make you feel like that's stodgy in yourself yeah. and in your mind. Like if you feel rubbish, like physically, it affects you obviously mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah so I'm a big advocate of water yeah that is quite weird how much water I actually drink (laughs) yeah it is good so yeah we might be stating the obvious um, but it's a good obvious point
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah no I really think that I think if people change to make a conscious effort of how much water they drink in the day they'd actually feel different yeah
1: (laughs) so what have you got coming up so I suppose, um just spending a lot of time on production, the aim is to have ten tracks finished this year that I'm happy with, mm-hmm. and then hopefully next year can start releasing um i I really want to do that it's just you really have got to put so much time into it, but like we were saying, I'm loving the process yeah, um I've got some like label i'm looking at all different labels that I love and sort of where I see my music fit in. So that's, that's definitely a project at the moment. It's not really something that's going to be, um, out there for a while, but it's something I'm working on that I'm enjoying and that hopefully will, um, like take off a bit more next year.
0: Is it the same sort of style as you DJ? Yeah. So I think, yeah, what I've been producing is more the house
1: side than disco, um, But I think as well, like when I have 10 tracks finished, it might be that I think then I'll sort of see what my production style is. Yeah. I have actually been DJing just for so, so, so long. Yeah. And so I've been on this journey of like, what's my sound? But production is a whole different thing. And so I suppose I'm I'm way behind on that journey. And what you produce isn't going to be exactly the same as what you play. I think you've just got to work out, where it all sits so yeah it's exciting but definitely more like uplifting house vocals um music to make people dance which i can't wait to play
0: thank you so much molly mouth that was such a fun and uplifting podcast i really hope everyone else enjoyed it as much as i did the second episode we have a flow He talks about his upbringing, his journey in the music industry, and how important it is to keep consistently uploading new music. You get such interest that you've got to keep your foot
1: on the pedal. I mean, if you come off of it, people just forget about you. They just lose interest.